So hey everyone, thank you so much for popping in today to hear my latest webcast. Today I have um, the incredible uh, joy, <laughs> joy is not the word I'm after, and unfortunately I lost my word. I'm incredibly yes, honored, sorry. how's this? I'm incredibly <laughs> honored to be joined today by Lisa Goodmurphy. Now Lisa is a family travel blogger. She blogs at gonewiththefamily.com. And she and her family just took um, a vacation to Ireland over their spring break. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. And how long were you there? We were only there for eight nights. It was quick. <laughs> and, and you know, that's actually a pretty typical, you know, eight to 10 nights is really a pretty typical vacation in Ireland. But you guys, you guys took in a pretty big chunk of the country, didn't you? We did. We had uh, we had a lot of things that we felt that we had to see, and uh, it was hard trying to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. um, the when we started planning our trip, the whole reason for going during spring break, as opposed to during our summer holiday, was that my twelve-year-old daughter wanted to be in Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. So we had to plan around St. Patrick's Day and where we were going to spend St. Patrick's Day, which was the initial challenge in mm -hmm. planning out what we were going to be able to see and do. Mm -hmm. And then it, it, the way it fell in our spring break, we actually have more than two weeks holidays for spring break, but Easter came at the end of it this year. And our older daughter wasn't able to travel with us because she's in university and has a different holiday. So we had to get there and get back before Easter was starting <laughs> and be there for St. Patrick's Day. So it was a challenge coming up with an itinerary that was going to work. Right, and, that uh, is. Pardon me? Oh, I said, yeah, so, I, I imagine it was. Yes, it was. And um, we decided early on, well, talking about St. Patrick's Day, that we might have we might have more fun spending St. Patrick's Day outside of Dublin in another community where there'd be a parade and we'd see more of the authentic Irish celebration rather than the big party that that takes place in Dublin because traveling with a 12 year old we weren't really interested in in drinking and partying in mm -hmm. Dublin for St. Patrick's Day so we did a little research and we decided on Killarney so we had we, our flights came in and out of Dublin, but we had to get to Killarney for St. Patrick's Day, which was sort of right in the middle of, of the time period that we had. So we did a big circle. Oh, wow. So do you want to uh, just tell me, kind of pinpoint the places that you did go in your eight um, nights? Sure. So we, we, we flew into Dublin on March 13th. So we flew overnight. So we're tired. We just picked up a yes. car and we decided we didn't want to go very far that first day. Mm -hmm. So we, we decided to head over to the Wicklow area. Um, both, both my husband and I have, have been to Ireland before. It was our daughter's first trip. This was my second trip to Ireland. I think it's my husband's third. And uh, both of us have, um, our, both of us, our, our family's ancestors came from Ireland. So one of the, the places that we decided we wanted to visit was County Wicklow. And uh, because my husband had done some research and discovered that that his family came from Wicklow, Wexford sort of area. So we uh, we had a look at hotels and decided that the Powers Court Hotel looked very nice and that it, it would be is, it? spend the first couple of nights in Ireland. And from there, we could we could do a little touring around and see the area that his family came from. 
So we started in at Powers Court in County Wicklow. We spent the first two nights there. And then our second priority was staying in a castle because we knew that Emma would love to, to spend at least one night in an Irish castle. And we had a little trouble finding one that was going to work with our itinerary. We ended up deciding on Dromolin Castle. And the only night that was available around that time was the 15th. So we had to go from Wicklow to Dromolin Castle and we could only stay one night there. And then we had to get to Killarney so that we would be there for St. Patrick's Day. So we spent the, the first two nights in Wicklow at Powers Court Hotel, the next night at Dromolin Castle, and then the next two nights at the Killarney Park Hotel in Killarney. And then the fun, then we drove back to Dublin and spent the final three nights of the weekend of St. Patrick's Day Festival weekend in Dublin. That's really a busy schedule for that that few of days. Um, it was, and mm -hmm. it's quite a bit quite a bit of land to cover because, <laughs> you know, straight basically, um, Dromaland is straight across from Dublin. It's right near the Shannon Airport, but still, that's three 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 and a half hours, and then you've got another mm -hmm. two to two and a half down to Killarney, and then Killarney's straight back to Dublin's a good four four hours yeah. or so. So you had to really. Yeah, we didn't. We don't mind driving and moving a lot, and it, it's easier for us traveling with a twelve-year-old. It's that's different than traveling with young children because she's she can take a lot more. <laughs> so we right. can push her, and she can do it. So um, the 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 longest day of driving was the day back to Dublin, but we stopped mm -hmm. um, at Blarney Castle on the way, and we stopped at Cove that day on the way back to break up the driving a little mm -hmm. bit. But it took us the entire day to get back from, from Killarney to Dublin. Yeah, that, that is, but you, you put in some really nice stops in there. So, and it's really a great idea to break up those long drives. Um, mm -hmm. Why don't you tell me, let's, let's talk about um, the castle. Now, Dromaland is, like I said, 15 or 20 minutes away from the Shannon Airport. So very, very easy to get to if mm -hmm. you're flying in and out of the West. And then it is a few hours from Dublin. But it, it has a lot of uh, places that are really not too far away that you can visit. Um, when you yeah. were at the castle, did you just do the castle estate activities? Or did you happen to venture out from there? We, we ventured out. We, we arrived there. We drove from Powers Court. And we arrived, I think, late morning. We got a fairly early start. And um, then we, 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 the, our room wasn't ready yet, so we decided to go for a drive. So we, we decided that drive to go um, to the cliffs of, um, of Moher. And uh, we had a gorgeous, gorgeous day. It was bright, sunny, blue skies. So it was the perfect day for driving. Perfect, okay. yeah. Yeah, we would have liked to go by Burren as well, but... We, it, we just ran out of time. <laughs> we wanted to get back to the hotel and get ready for dinner and everything. So we, in, in retrospect, I would have liked to have stayed longer at the castle mm -hmm. because we didn't have time to really explore the area and we didn't have much time for castle activities either um, because we needed oh, okay. to get to the, the next day. So we, right. um, we, we, we were moving, 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 but it was like, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place to stay. My daughter was mm -hmm. in love with our room in the castle. It was just gorgeous. Um, we, she would have liked to take in the, the, uh, jaunty cart around the castle, but we did, we didn't have, we didn't think of it the day we arrived and then found out that the driver wasn't there the next day, or we would have done oh. that. 
So we weren't able to do the little tour, which was a little disappointing, but we were able to go for a walk around the property and feed the birds in the, in the lake and all of that. So it was nice. So it wasn't a long stay, but it was a beautiful mm -hmm. stay. Well, and, and those castle stays, I mean, I know we did just one night at Ashford and it's been a couple of years now. And that one night still is just ingrained in my memory because it, it, it is really an amazing magical experience. Mm -hmm. My husband and I stayed at Ashford Castle when we were there 20 years ago, <laughs> so, a long time ago, but it's gorgeous. And yeah, and it, it really is. So then you went, you went on to Killarney and, mm -hmm. and you went to Killarney mainly with the idea of celebrating St. Patrick's Day. So yes. now we all, we all see the pictures from Dublin and um, few people realize that St. Patrick's Day really wasn't celebrated with parades and, and uh, a lot of revelry mm -hmm. until, you know, until like about 20 years ago in Ireland, it was a, um, it was a feast day for the patron saint. A lot of things were closed. Um, you, you know, a lot of times couldn't buy alcohol, couldn't go to a pub. And so that's changed quite a bit. And we all have probably seen the pictures of, of Dublin and the big parades and the, the, you know, everything that's going on. So when you went into Killarney, what were you expecting for St. Patrick's Day? Did you have a good idea of what you were going to see or was it all just kind of, you know, flying by the seat of your pants? We were mostly flying by the seat of our pants. We'd, we'd read online that they had a nice parade. So we thought we thought we knew what a parade would be like. We thought there'd be <laughs> lots of music and lots of Irish dancers and stuff like that. It was, it was, it was different. It was, um, it was very much a nice small community parade. Um, okay. the, the sort of parade that would have happened in the small town where I grew up, which was, which was nice. It was very, there, there was a real community spirit and it was, it wasn't about, uh, tourists. It was, it was about okay. the people that lived there. Um, we, we joked that there were no kids left to watch the parade because nearly every kid in Killarney <laughs> was in the parade. They were all marching with their sports teams and their dance groups. And they were also happy and excited to be in the St. Patrick's Day parade. It was really a lot of fun to watch. Oh, I imagine. And, and when you go to a parade like that, it's almost impossible not to feel like you're a part of the community, even if it's just for that day. Yeah, that's true. And they have, they have this really neat thing that they do in, in, in Killarney. I don't know if they do it anywhere else on St. Patrick's Day. The, the traffic lights, the green traffic lights are shamrocks on St. Patrick's Day. They have some sort of plastic insert that they that? pop in on top of the green light. So instead of a circle, you have shamrocks all over town in the traffic lights. I think all traffic lights should be like that. That sounds great. <laughs> much more interesting that way. <laughs> so then what did you do after the parade? Um, we, uh, we, we spent, we spent some time just sort of relaxing in the afternoon because it was, it was, uh, very crowded and, uh, and quite a bit busy. Um, we, we then decided we didn't want to get the car out again because the, it was just the, <laughs> the streets were a mess. There's just, you know, streets were blocked off and there were just people everywhere. We decided to, uh, to take a walk and we, um, we, we went for a walk out to, um, and I've forgotten the name of it, um, just out, just outside of, uh, find it here. It's slipping. Um, not Muckross, the, the old castle. Um, oh, Ross Castle. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes, it's right on the, the link. Yeah. yeah, it was it was already closed for the day by the time we got there. We were able to have a look around. It was very pretty, and it was a it was a very nice walk, a long walk, but it was a nice walk. So you went through the national park then, and if you were leaving from you know from the kind of the city center of Killarney, it is quite a little quite a little walk there. Yeah, it was it was a good walk, but we we were able the first when, the day that we arrived in Killarney the day before. We, we drove out to the National Park and took a jaunty cart out to the Gap of Dunlow, which was Oh, good. You did get to take a cart. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, eventually. <laughs> and that's a beautiful park. So now um, you took your, the jaunting cart right out to Dunlow. So did it take you to, oh, goodness, Lord Brendan's cottage? Did it go from the entry to the cottage and then back? Or how far did that go? Uh, we started at, is it Kate, Car Kate Carney's cottage? Mm -hmm. That's where we started yep. and we just went straight out the road to the Gap of Dunlow and then turned around and came back. It okay. was very end okay. of the day. It was about 5 p.m. probably when we got there. So we just, it was a drive straight out and back again. I would have loved to have had time to walk it because then I could have stopped and taken a lot of pictures <laughs> because it was beautiful. Right. But, uh, it was sort of end of the day. Excellent. And you, how many days were you in Killarney then? Was it just the one or were you there for two days? Yeah, we spent two nights there. So by the time we arrived on the first day, it was it was late afternoon. And then it was okay. St. Patrick's Day. And then we left the next morning. Mm -hmm. Goodness. And you went straight from there over to Cork. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, right. yeah, we stopped. We went to Blarney first. In, we headed straight to Blarney in the morning to see the castle. <clears throat> excuse me, but my daughter was afraid to kiss it, <laughs> kiss the Blarney stone. She didn't like the whole idea of uh, hanging out over the edge of the castle. So she said, <laughs> nah, I'm not doing that. Um, so we just saw the castle and then we did a little shopping at Blarney Woolen Mills. And then we headed to Cove because we wanted her to see the, uh, the museum at Cove because we'd visited there on our previous trip and knew that she would be, she's very interested in history and all of that. So we knew she'd okay. be very interested to see the place where her ancestors had got on the ship and headed to Canada. So now, do you have the the records that say they did go out of Cove? Because wow, that would be amazing. Yeah, I think my husband does. He has quite, my side of the family doesn't have as much research. We know we're from the Cork area, Cork and Wexford. Okay. But he's done a lot more research online. So he actually found the church where his great, great grandparents got married. And so we were able to to go and see the church on the outside where they where they were married, and then um, he found out that they wow. they left Ireland four years later to uh, okay. ship to Canada. That's really incredible. I'm always so envious of people who can um, get that kind of information because my my Irish roots are so far back mm -hmm. that. You know, we can get to a certain point and then we're just blocked. Yeah. So, well, so far, well, I'm, I'm always a bit envious of that. His family uh, left in 1847. So he, he was able to go oh, wow. very far. Okay. Yeah. So they 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 were married in 1843. They left Ireland in 1847. And his great great grandfather actually wow. died on the ship on the way over. So oh. his great great grandmother had a, a young son who was, I think, two or three years old. So you can imagine in 1847, this young woman with a little boy landed in I, Quebec wow. all by herself 
and uh, she she remarried a few years later. But it was that that little boy that survived the the voyage is my husband's ancestor. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. that gave me chills. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. So what would you say now? A lot of a lot of people think about visiting Cork and Cove. And what would you say for the brief time you were there? I know you went to the museum, but you had been there in the past. Um, what would you say you should not miss in Cork and Cove, especially if you have an interest in history? Um, definitely the I think it's called the Heritage Museum, the Cove Heritage Museum. It's really, it's a fascinating little exhibit museum that goes through a lot of the history uh, about people leaving during the potato famines and all of that, leaving Ireland and the ships to Canada and the US. And they also the, um, they touch on a lot of the shipping history in that area and, and that, all that as well. Um, we didn't get, we ran out of time and didn't get to see it, but there's a Titanic right. Museum there as well. Which my daughter would have loved to see because she's a she's a bit obsessed with the Titanic. We've done all of the everything Titanic you can do on the east coast of Canada, but she really wanted to see that as well. And we just we just didn't have time for everything because we had to get to Dublin. Um, but that the and the town is beautiful as well. Like it, it, it's a lovely place to walk around. And there's a you know they can walk along the sea. It's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful place. But I'd say definitely in in Cove. I haven't spent much time in Cork. But in Cove, definitely that that Heritage Museum is a big part of of Ireland history and even North American mm -hmm. history to to understand the story of so many people that had to leave Ireland and and come to the U.S. and to Canada and Australia, I guess as well. Excellent. And then, so you didn't spend you didn't spend the, uh, the night in Cork. You just went straight yeah, back up to that, Dublin, correct? Yeah, we were on our way to Dublin. <laughs> now. Where did you stay in Dublin uh, when you stayed. when you were getting ready to leave? <laughs> I see your daughter in the background. <laughs> there <it> is. <laughs> we stayed at the Fitzwilliam right by St. Stephen's Green, which is very, okay. very central, great location to mm -hmm. walk everywhere that you wanted to walk in Dublin. And then so you drove into Dublin that final day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we left our. We went to the airport. We dropped our car at the airport, and oh, then, okay, okay. And then I uh, got a cab into the city. We don't like driving in big cities. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually curious because the first time that I drove in Dublin was actually last year, and even after you know a dozen years of driving in Ireland, I I think my knuckles were white and my nerves were completely frazzled. Um, so I was I was curious if you if you did drive into Dublin or not. <laughs> Yeah, no, we there was no way we were going to try it because it's hard enough on being on the opposite side of the road where there's not much traffic and you don't have to think so much about turns and everything. <laughs> but some and some of those little narrow country roads, oh my goodness, <laughs> I, I find right. it hardest because I'm the, my husband driving on the right side and I'm on the left and I feel like I'm going to hit the the, hit the, the walls. walls on the side of the road all the time. I'm constantly going ah. <laughs> It drives right. me crazy, right. but it makes me nervous. And then, so did you have two nights then in Dublin? Three nights in Dublin. Or just the one? Three nights in Dublin. Three so, in Dublin. so following, I mean, you were there just, I mean, the day following St. Patrick's Day. So were you still finding a lot of uh, leftover revelry 
in Dublin? It wasn't dirty in any way at all. Like there wasn't a mess on the okay. street. There was still a lot of people there and all the St. Patrick's decorations were still up and there was a, a lot still happening because the St. Patrick's Festival started on St. Patrick's Day and was going through all weekend. So there were, there were streets closed with uh, little carnivals for the kids set up and music and all that sort of thing. And everything was still lit green and there were green balloons everywhere outside the shops and everything to celebrate. So it was still very much St. Patrick's Day in Dublin. <laughs> they were okay. still celebrating, but the, the parade and the, the partying were over and done with. Now, did you find, did you feel like um, the St. Patrick's Day spirit or the extra um, crowds that were, were obviously there for St. Patrick's Day, do you feel like that may have changed the Dublin experience you might have had had you gone at a different time? I don't think so because it, it didn't seem crowded to me. Okay. There were, there were a lot of people in the Grafton Street area shopping, mm -hmm. um, but there, nothing was particularly busy. We mostly just spent a lot of time walking around the city. We went to see the Book of Kells. Um, we didn't have to, we didn't have really have to wait to get in. We just sort of, we were, bought our tickets and went in. There wasn't long lineups or anything. Um, we also went to the Leprechaun Museum, which you'd never seen before. And we, we had to buy tickets and come back a little bit later, but it wasn't like nothing was particularly busy. I think it seemed to me that the, the, the crowds are really concentrated on at, on March 17th and particularly in the Temple okay. Bar area. And then like the rest of the weekend, I don't know if a lot of those people have left already or if they just sort of disperse and they're not really all in the same place, but it just, I expected it to feel more busy and crowded than it did because there'd been a lot of okay. people there for the parade, but I, I didn't feel at all that it was, it's not like New York at New Year's or anything like that. Cause we've done that too. <laughs> and it wasn't like that. Oh, I was expecting it to be busy, like not, not that bad, but, I was expecting it to be more of that kind of busy and it wasn't. So it was nice. It was a nice surprise. There were a lot of people. Oh, that's good to know. Because, right. Right. Cause you know, I, I haven't been to um, Ireland for St. Patrick's day because we are always so busy here at home. Mm -hmm. um, and, but you always see the big crowds in Dublin and, and you just kind of wonder if, you know, they're all just there and then they leave or if they stick around for a little while. So it's good to know that it wasn't too terribly crowded for you. Mm -hmm. Now I want to go back to your planning. Um, you said that you had, you know, you, you really had to work to put this all together to make it all work. Um, when you were planning for your hotels, especially, did you, run into a lot of booking issues? Did you find that, that things that you wanted, places you wanted to stay at were relatively easy to book at that time of the year? Or did you have to go, you know, switching days around to what you would have preferred to do? Um, it wasn't too bad. The, the only issue I really had was with finding a date for Jermall and Castle because we were sort of because of the St. Patrick's Day issue and realizing that we needed to be in Killarney for St. Patrick's Day. We, we had a hard time trying to figure out how it was going to work that we could stay in a castle and get to Killarney for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> so that, that was the only issue because there, was, there wasn't, I think mm -hmm. the 15th when we stayed at Dremolin, that was the only day within sort of four or five days that they had any availability. So we were, we were sort of stuck that that was the one we could only spend that night there. And then we had to, to move okay. on because they had, didn't, it didn't work either way 
you know, on either side of it. So okay. that was the only real issue. Now I, I planned a, a probably, I probably booked two to three months ahead of time. I'd have to check mm -hmm. my dates to see, but I'm not a last minute, like now let's try and find a hotel kind of person. I like to have it. <laughs> I figure out where I want to stay. And then that's once I've decided that's where I want to stay, that's where I want to stay. And I don't want to, I don't okay. want to change my plans. So I always plan a bit ahead so that, that the hotels will still have availability. I was a little worried ahead of time that St. Patrick's day was going to be an issue, but, um, it really wasn't. I think maybe the, the castle was maybe full for St. Patrick's day weekend. And that's why the, I think it was a Wednesday night was the only night that we were able to get there. Um, but other than that, there, there didn't seem to be any issues with availability in March, mid-March. That's good to hear. Now, you said, you know, obviously your, your trip was relatively quick. If you had to do it again and you weren't, um, you weren't kind of encumbered by um, visiting to, you know, Killarney on a certain day or, you know, having to stay at a castle on a certain day, how would you have changed your trip itinerary? Um, ideally, I would have liked at least 10 nights and probably, probably better two weeks. If I'd had two weeks, mm -hmm. I would have done a bigger circle of Ireland so that Emma could have seen more. As we spent time on our trip, my husband and I, um, in the area around Ashford Castle, and I loved it. Um, but there just wasn't, there wasn't time to get up there with only eight nights. And I would have spent more days in each location so that we could have explored around more. Um, but sometimes you just gotta work within the time that you right. have. And I think because of that, you sort of have to realize that you're not going to see everything you want to see <laughs> and just make some priorities and, tr and try your best to fit those in and realize that you're just going to have to go back to Ireland again some other time. Right. Just to the places exactly. that you want to see. Now, were there any things that, any places that you visited that you thought, okay, this may be, you know, maybe I would have rather done this other thing, um, you know, maybe instead of visiting the cliffs, I would have rather done a hawk walk with the falconry. Were there any things that you just kind of thought, okay, it was nice, but maybe shouldn't have been quite so important to me? I don't think so. You know, honestly, I've been in Ireland twice and I've never had an experience that I didn't enjoy. Um, it's a country that I, I just really, really love. And it, yeah, I've, I've honestly, it's probably one of the few places where I've never said, mm, you know, didn't really love that. I, every single thing that I've ever done in Ireland was enjoyable. And I was glad that I, that I'd done it. And we were able this time to, to do some things that I'd never done before, that my husband had never done before, as well as we repeated some things that we'd done before, but we really wanted Emma to see. And even seeing it the second time is still really cool. So it's sort of, it's sort of so one of those destinations where, sorry. No, 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 you're good. It, it is one of those destinations where you can do something and then return and do it again. And it's, you know, it's mm -hmm. new the second time as well, because there's, mm -hmm. there's been a subtle change or, you know, especially traveling with kids, they'll notice things that you never do. And that brings a whole new experience to it. So what would you say if, if you had to pick two or three things that were just, 
you know, blow you out of the water. This was just so incredible of an experience. What on your trip, what three things would you say that maybe were your top experiences? Um, I, th I think the St. Patrick's Day Parade, because that had been on my bucket list as well. It's just something that I really wanted to experience St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. And uh, I'm glad that we chose to do it in a smaller community because we got to see sort of the real Ireland celebrating their holiday as opposed to the party in Dublin. Um, I think that the, the cliffs of the cliffs of Moher was spectacular. And it was, that was the first time for all of us. And it's just, mm -hmm. it, it's just incredible natural beauty. Like just, you know, amazing. Um, uh, I think if you have, my third thing I, I'd say um, the, seeing the couple of small towns that we saw in, in Wicklow Wexford um, if you have if you have Irish heritage being able to to find some place that you can connect to your roots even if it's not you know some amazing place like this is a tiny little town a tiny little vill village really this tiny little church um, you know that's centuries old and there's nothing else around it but being able to stand outside the church doors and know that that's where your family was, you know, 150 years ago, that's something really cool. And you can't, you can't explain how amazing it is to make that connection. Um, and I think that was to, to be able to give that to our daughter that she could, she could stand there and say, you know, this is where I come from. Like that, that's right. one of the things about traveling someplace where your ancestors came from yeah that tangible heritage is it just had to be an incredible feeling to think mm -hmm. you know my ancestor could have stood here mm -hmm. and yeah that's i think that's the dream of a lot of a lot of people of irish heritage mm -hmm. and that you got to experience that is just incredible yeah. now traveling in ireland has a few quirky little um things about it. So what did you find that maybe you weren't expecting that came with um, with your travels? Was there anything that surprised you, you know, be it hotels, renting a car? I mean, anything that just you weren't really expecting? Um, I'm trying to think. I always, you know, I always tell this story. This is from our first trip to Ireland and it's still, I still smile every time I think of it. But when my husband and I were in Ireland 20 years ago, and you know, getting used to all the roundabouts and being on the wrong side of the road, we were driving through Shan through Shannon towards Killarney, mm -hmm. and we got in a big roundabout. I think, was, yeah, I think it was in Shannon, and we're in this big roundabout, you know, with lots of exits, and we'd already circled a couple of times because we were confused and we couldn't figure out where to get off. And of course, he's driving; he's sitting on the right, and I'm on the left. And we're circling again and this great big delivery truck comes alongside us and the man's motioning to me to roll down the window. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what did we do? He's going to do something, right? So I rolled down my window and he says, where are you trying to go? And I was like, um, we're trying to get to Killarney. So he's driving along beside us going, okay, you want to get the next exit? And he proceeded to give us directions how to get off the road to get to Killarney <laughs> as we were circling the roundabout. And I always tell people this story and say that would not happen anywhere but in Ireland. The people are just so friendly and helpful, particularly when you're out of the city. They they just will go out of their way 
to make sure that you're having a good time and that you're not having any difficulty. It's just it's such a friendly place to visit. Um, the other thing that that I think people need to be aware of is that it is difficult to um, to drive on the wrong side of the road in some of these little tiny <laughs> towns and little narrow roads. And we, the technology has changed since we were there 20 years ago. We had a GPS this time. Don't trust the GPS. We felt like right. <laughs> sort of weird sense of humor. She would start taking us down these little tiny lanes that we thought we're going to get stuck. <laughs> and then she starts saying, make a U-turn. And we're thinking, how? There's like no space on the road. And it was, it was, it actually got kind of funny because we thought you can only, you've got to sort of know where you're going and look at a paper map because mm -hmm. the GPS might be taking you through some field that is the shortest distance to where you're right. trying to go, but you don't really want to be driving on that road. Well, and you know, your GPS is only as good as its last update. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes they're just not connecting. I know that. Um, last year, my GPS, I wanted to go to Doolin, which I had been to half a dozen times. And my GPS wanted to take me to the Doolin record shop in Killarney. <laughs> and so I'm just, I'm looking at the map and I'm like, okay, I have to go east and then I need to go north. And if I hit this, I've gone too far. Mm -hmm. And it's, I, I think that's the easiest way to navigate almost in Ireland is to say, okay, I need to follow this mm -hmm. to this point and then look again and decide which way to go from there because you really can't get lost very very easily and no. which is kind of funny to say no you can always find your way back on track even if you're almost in the now, farmer's field <laughs> and you never know what you'll find in that field exactly. because you know one of the one of the beautiful things about ireland is that there are i mean, I, I believe they say you know you you can barely turn a corner without finding a ruin and a lot of the, the main ruins in Ireland are situated on private land, but are under the care of the office, office of Public Works. So even if you get lost in a farmer's field, you might just come across a castle or a round tower or an, an old uh, priory. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's always something I could always do. Exactly. So what would you say would be, if you were just to give one tip to families who are maybe thinking about an Ireland vacation or aren't really sure if an, if Ireland would be a good place to take their family, what one piece of advice would you have? Do it. <laughs> it I, I think you'd be, it's hard to find a place that's more family friendly than Ireland, so definitely don't hesitate. Um, have, a, have a good idea what your priorities are, what you, what you most want to see. And, but don't try to do it all. There's, it's, it's a small country, but there's far too much to see and do that you can't do it in any reasonable length vacation. So decide what your priorities are, and um, just give up the idea that you're gonna you're gonna see it all or you're gonna run yourself ragged. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the experience of being in Ireland, and uh, just soak it all up because you're gonna want to go back again again and again and again. <laughs> well, Lisa, I want to thank you so much for popping in and having this short chat with me. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to see, um, I know you've had a couple of short articles on Gone with the Family about your Ireland trip. I would assume there are going to be more yes, there's many coming up. <laughs>
I understand. I understand. It takes time to get all those up and to process the memories because mm -hmm. when you come home from Ireland, and I don't know if it was this way with you, but every time I come home, it's it's a bit of re-entry mm -hmm. to come home from, from there and to not feel like it was almost a dream. Mm -hmm. And so processing, you know, not only your memories, but then also all the pictures, pictures yeah. <laughs> is a little a little time consuming. Yeah, that's true. Well, so thank you so much so for having definitely. me. Definitely. It was it was wonderful chatting thank with you about Ireland. Thank you. And I I so enjoyed hearing about your trip. And for anybody who wants to follow up, um, Lisa's site is called Gone with the Family. It's gonewiththefamily.com. Mm -hmm. And she'll be sharing um, their Ireland Ireland adventures as well as all the other places that that she and her family travel to, which has been quite considerable. So there's plenty to read there. So I do obviously invite you to go over and say hi to Lisa, tell her you saw her here on uh, on the webcast or heard her on the podcast. And uh, she will be more than happy to answer any questions about travel in any of the places she's been. Mm -hmm. So again, Lisa, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thanks, Jody. All right. And for everyone else, thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you again. The next Blab is scheduled for April. No, gosh, we're almost at the end of April. It'll be May. May 1st, May Day. May 1st at 2 p.m. I am still working on getting a guest, but I have a few in mind. So it will be a great chat. And I hope you'll come back then, May 1st, 2 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. in Ireland. And we'll talk again then. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. All right. And stopping.